Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Alberto in the air out in the deep left field and it is gone. We are tied. Home run number two this year for Hanser. High fly ball. Glenn told you about getting the ball up in the air here. You got to throw ground balls in this ballpark because anything up in the air, especially tonight with the wind blowing out toward the left field corner, is going to go. TJ Friedel has struck out, popped out, another payoff. Rocked in the air to right field. Hazley back. Gone! TJ Friedel points skyward his third homer of the year. A three run shot to put the Reds ahead. The grind and hits a ground ball base hit right field off the glove of Guriel one runners in here comes Velasquez scoring wild throw to the plate down to second goes Madrigal Cubs lead three to two listen to this crowd the lead at second by Madrigal the three two to Amaya a bouncer over the mound charging tough play no play it goes into center field another run will score the middle infielders, Birdie and Edwards, both converged. Edwards tried for it. It went under his glove, and then the ball got past Birdie. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Single low brass with me ready. There's no trump. There's no tuba in there. A couple of trombones. Um, I don't even hear French horn necessarily. So it's just trombones. When I say low brass, I mean, maybe there's a, a, a bass trombone in there. I don't know. I'll get back to you guys. Good morning, everybody. It's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run, the scores baseball show, the venerable baseball show. It's funny. I saw Dave Otto at the ballpark the other day, um, the former Cubs pitcher, uh, local guy. And I remember talking to him when I was – Barry Rosner's little Cubs sidekick. And Cub, I mean like baby, not Cub. But I was Barry Rosner's little sidekick on Hit and Run years ago. And we would talk every once in a while to Dave Otto. He was good. I got a number. We should talk to him sometime. We were talking about Justin Steele, who was outrageously good on Friday. There are good vibes available. They're north. Then there are also bad vibes available. Those are mostly south. Then there are really bad vibes, which are actually kind of good vibes, 
much further south, like where the river goes. Remember that place where um, they, the place, the city, I forget the name, but they get our sewage because the engineering marvel of the century redirected the river so our drinking water could be livable and St. Louis had to deal with our sewage. Now, I'm not saying the free agent catcher is sewage. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that they're having a very, very distasteful beginning to the 2023 season, that they spent $87.5 million on something they're not even going to use anymore, that their biggest problem is now what their biggest problem was five weeks ago. So anyway, we'll talk about that too. We've got a lot to do and a lot to get to and several guests along the way. Nick Madrigal is going to join us at 940. Former White Sox current Cub Nick Madrigal. Uh, after a, a big, big hit yesterday, one of his better moments as a Cub, we will talk to Nick Madrigal at about 940. Um, we will talk to Cole Wright for the Marquee Sports Network at 11. And then Eno Saris of The Athletic will be with us at 12. And Eno is terrific talking all things analytics, but making them very, very human and looking at trends around the game and looking forward to talking to Eno. Looking forward to talking to you uh, at 312-644-6767. That's also the number you text to give us the text zone and get into it, which is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. I've purchased three cars from Rosen Hyundai. They have been excellent. And the uh, broadcast, we are broadcasting live from the Scores Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Your phone calls, your texts, not merely welcome, but elemental to the very completion of the broadcast. Um, we will talk about some of the good vibes north in just a moment. In fact, should we just hear something right away just to put you all in the right headspace? I mean... Apologies to White Sox fans for a moment. I'm going to get to your ball club and the horrific news that came out of Cincinnati last night. But but first, I mean, you heard the Miguel Amaya hit. Dude has hit like five balls over 100 miles an hour since his debut in Washington. None of them have been hits. And, of course, the, the, like, the chopper over the mound that he hit yesterday was the one that gets through for the first hit. And he seemed to know how silly that was, how very baseball that was. But the delightful moment, which you've probably heard or seen, and if you have not, let me bring it to you, is after the game as Miguel Amaya is standing there to be interviewed by Taylor McGregor on Marquee and the Wrigley crowd, as they are wont to do after a win, especially when it's, what, 70 and sunny and an immaculate Chicago spring Saturday, as it was yesterday, is singing, and Miguel couldn't help himself. Go Cubs, go! Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are going to win today. That was delightful. That's Miguel Amayo went on to say this crowd is electric, just looking around. When somebody who has dreamed of being there gets there, like Matt Mervis Friday and Miguel Amaya uh, also Friday, and then yesterday he gets his hit, and they both had their moments back-to-back post-game hero interviews on two gorgeous May days. Are you freaking kidding me? 
And it's like for for the fans in the crowd too, as you watch this team pull back over five hundred, and it's been a very good and very fun start. The jolt of youthful energy from like the wide-eyed, joyful kids who can't believe their good fortune to be there and have those moments and weeping parents in the stands. Are you kidding me? That's that is as glorious as it gets, isn't it? Exactly. And it, it, it made me feel so happy that Miguel's parents were finally able to see him get that hit. They'd been at every game and were so, thought he was so close to smoke balls. And then yep. it's the, the dribbler that gets over the second base that gets their kid. Their first. Yeah. I mean, it just it, 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 amazing. Um, it just really, really beautiful, special stuff. And there's plenty to talk about with that team. And we will, including some closer intrigue and some playing time stuff and uh, Eric Hosmer's professionalism, a lot, a lot of things we need to get to. But the big baseball news of the day is sadly that Eloy Jimenez had an appendectomy last night. And it's too bad because the White Sox had shown plenty of life over this past week. They really have. There was the three-game win streak. It, it could have so easily been four in that extra inning game against Minnesota this week. When Billy Hamilton was at third with none out, I, th- I want to say three times in the late innings, at, at least, least twice, twice. At, at least, least twice, twice from the eighth inning on, but also had three at bats from the eighth inning on because he couldn't drive him home, so he ended up hitting a lot. But Pedro Grafal trying to utilize the Hamilton weapon, if they had won that, oh, it would have been even better. But anyway, with a win Friday night and the three game win streak before that they had been looking at four out of five and a chance in that division where Minnesota has proven to really be the only team worth fearing Cleveland off to a bad start. They'll get it together because Tito and because organization and because pitchers will become more healthy. But the White Sox were starting to play well, starting to uh, do some things. There was The game on Wednesday night was easily the most satisfying win of the year when they did little things right and they came back a couple of times and the bullpen did amazing things with Santos and Middleton striking out Correa and screaming about it. And Luis Robert deserves some some praise here. Maybe he was embarrassed enough by that awful, awful moment a week ago yesterday when he was benched and then tried to explain himself, and it didn't make things better. Pedro Grafal did not have him in the lineup the next day, used him to pinch hit. Then they had the off day Monday, and since then, Luis Robert has had 23 plate appearances. He's gotten on base for 13 of them. 13 of 23 plate appearances. Friday, he went 3-for-4 with a go-ahead home run. And then last night, 2-for-2 with a double and two hit-by-pitch. So reached base four times last night. And some good defense. There was the double play ball to end the game on Friday from Luis Robert. Or at least to uh, get two outs in the ninth, I should say. So it seemed that maybe he had been embarrassed enough that Pedro Grafal's uh, handling of him had actually done some good. And I was ready to come in here and praise that. And I still can, of course. But the big story, once again, is Eloy Jimenez, who was experiencing... Stomach pains, went to the hospital, 
and then had his appendix removed. Here's Pedro Grafal talking about how he found out about Eloy in the middle of the ball game. I get bad news on uh, Eloy. When did you find out about the Uh Mid-game. Yeah, mid-game. But it's taken care of now, and, you know, he'll, he'll be out for a little bit, but uh, those things are scary. You know, you start getting pain, and... Those things are those things are scary. You gotta take care of those right away. But he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back as soon as, as soon as possible. As soon as possible, he'll be back. The White Sox released a statement saying that Eli will be back in four to six weeks. Raise your hand if you have Googled how long does it take to recover from an appendectomy, either last night or this morning. I'm raising my hand. Listeners out there, you're raising your hand because I saw four to six weeks and I was like, really. Just kind of seemed a little conservative. Uh, Here's, you know, from uh, various uh, Internet sources. Most patients leave the hospital one to two days after surgery. Good news is that you'll be able to go back to all those normal activities within two to four weeks. Normal activities. Baseball, athletics, not normal activities. That's the thing. If he especially if he's going to play in the outfield at all or run the bases at all, the chances of sliding uh, the chances of bumping into somebody, and you've got surgery that has gone on there. So I get it. Four to six weeks, and you can hope for lightness on the four side. But this is your very best hitter. Eloy struggled to start the year, but how good has he looked lately? He's on an eight-game hitting streak. Paused here with an eight-game hitting streak. In the eight games, he's hitting 424. With a 472 on base and a 636 slugging. That's an OPS over 1.1 in his last eight games. He's far and away your best hitter. Jake Berger's on the injured list. And he's been your second best hitter, if not your best player overall on the year. He's on the injured list. Yohan Moncada's on his way back. But... The problem is you, the White Sox, have started so poorly that there is no room for error. I saw John Greenberg from The Athletic had it in his tweet that if, because they took two out of three from Minnesota, right? So they meatloafed him, and two out of three ain't bad is the reference there. So they meatloafed him, and they only have to do that for 11 more series, and then they could be 500. That's the hole that they have dug themselves. You need to sweep teams. You need to play great. You need to have some laughers, some offensive laughers. You need Eloy to homer and drive in three. Go three for five with a double, two singles, and four RBIs on top of whatever else anybody's doing. And now he's just gone. Just just an absolutely brutal moment, and it's going to push the White Sox descent further into ugliness and I, I I fear that it's going to do that so what do you do it's too early to blow it up although a prominent journalist is beginning to talk about exactly that we'll get to that in our next segment there's a news report out there this morning with some specifics about what the White Sox plans could or could not be in the months that progress. Phone lines are open. Let's talk to you. Nick Madrigal at 940, but we got a segment to discuss at 312-644-6767. Leading you up to Cubs baseball at 1245, Sandy Alcantara and Hayden. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wesneski is your matchup. It's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Mervis loops one down the left field line. That's going to be a base hit. Rounding third, heading home, and scoring is Bellinger. Run scoring single by Matt Mervis. Listen to this crowd. That was yesterday. Matt Mervis with a run scoring single yesterday. He also had one on Friday, which we'll get to in a matter of moments. It's 670 the score. It's hit and run. With me, Matt Spiegel, we'll talk to Nick Madrigal in about 20 minutes on this radio show. And uh, White Sox fans on text and on the phone, we will get to you in a matter of seconds. So, look, here's the deal. Some things you have to be at the ballpark to see and to feel. And had the good fortune to take Friday off for Cinco de Mayo and be at Wrigley with my wife and my bonus daughter on Friday afternoon. And we're on the third base side a section back, and sometimes when there's a big moment at the ballpark and there is a break between innings, the moment gets another kind of wraparound, gets another level of emotional connection between the fans and the player. As Matt Mervis was standing in there, was it tied at the time, Sean? I, th- I think it was tied. Or were they his trailing first, his first at bat? Were they trailing, and that was the tying run and the go-ahead run that he drove in? So he drove in the insurance run. He drove in the insurance run. That's mm. what it was. It was the insurance run. Thank you. So it's three-one at the time, or two-one at the time, and he drove in the insurance run. It's three-two, and he drove in the. I, I should have had this. I believe part down. it was three-one, and then he bumped it up to four-one. Okay, thank you. Um, I was indeed in the stands having a good time. I was not keeping score. I was, I was there too. I was not up in the booth. I was just living that in in that moment, but. Mervis is up there, and and he's known for being a slugger, but he's more than just a slugger. He's a hitter. He's a very smart hitter, and this is lefty on lefty with an insurance run possible out there on the board, and all he's got to do is try to stay in. Don't give up and bail. Don't be made to look foolish. Just make some contact, and he indeed did that. 
Two outs, two on. Cubs lead by two. Eighth inning, the pitch. Swing and a line drive, base hit to right center. Bellinger's going to score. Mancini goes to third. Matt Mervis with his first big league base hit. A clean single into right center field. Listen to this crowd. Well, we talked about it this morning. If Mervis does something big, this place would erupt. He gets a hanging slider and hammers it in the right center field. And Wrigley Field is roaring here for Matt Mervis. It's their way of saying, welcome to the Cubs, Matt Mervis. And that could be a big run in this game. It's now 4-1. to one. See, the whole day had that welcome to the Cubs, Matt Mervis thing. Before the game, I saw a bunch of dude bros wearing Cubs number 22 jerseys waiting for a big old tall beer bat full of beer. Took a picture, put that on Twitter. I said, the Merv men are here. Somebody responded and said, the Merverts. So I kind of like that. So they're the Merverts for now. Merv mania taking place, yada, yada. Um, but the dude is is good, right? So he has that hit, has that moment. And then after the third out, he walks over towards third base. And he's standing there waiting for a teammate to bring him his hat and his glove. He's taken off the helmet. Bat Boy's picked up the helmet. But you know this. If there's a guy who's got to play in the field and he was on base, oftentimes a teammate will bring him the stuff. Like before the half inning, they put their stuff on the dugout and somebody says, I got you. All right, if you're on base when the inning ends, I got you. So who brings Matt Mervis, his helmet and his glove? That'd be Dansby Swanson, the $177 million face of the team. Brings Matt Mervis, his glove and his helmet. By the way, they were standing next to each other for the entirety of the national anthem. So I don't know. Uh, if Swanson is particularly taking Mervis under his wing or if he needs that, but just kind of very much these days, it, it's baseball is an atmosphere where the veterans want the kids to feel comfortable. It used to be different where they used to really harsh on them and make them kind of earn their their social comfort. Not anymore. Why would you do that? You need the kids to produce once they're here. So Dansby Swanson, part of a very warm environment, welcoming Matt Mervis to the show. And that did not always used to be the case. So Mervis is standing there waiting for his helmet and his glove. And the crowd has a moment to just stare at him. He's kind of alone out there as people are running behind him. And he's alone standing there waiting. And the entire crowd on the third base side during the commercial break is standing up and applauding. Standing ovation for Mervis. And he's just looking straight at the crowd. Crowd's looking at him. It is a very direct exchange of emotion and a special moment that you don't get to see unless you actually go to the ballpark. And I I, I should catalog those. I remember Darvish getting one after a great, great start. I remember Baez getting, I don't know, 12 to 15 of them and Javi milking those kind of moments just because he loved it so much. Uh, I remember Javi slapping Darvish on the butt with his glove in one of those moments helping you Darvish enjoy it as he made a slow walk to the dugout. Like that's a spot where that exchange of vibes can take place. Here's Matt Mervis talking about that moment, which was undoubtedly special just from like a buzzed crowd perspective and uh, apparently special to Mervis as well. Yeah. I, I took a second to, to look up into the crowd and, and take that one in. Um, yeah. I think, I think I got chills and just teammates were going crazy. The crowd was going crazy. So um that one was special. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's one of those moments where you high-five strangers at the ballpark. And if you listen to the, this show, you know, that to me, that's a top-five human experience, high-fiving strangers at the ballpark. Um, just about as, as good as it gets. I, I went and talked to Matt Mervis's dad, who was easily identifiable since Taylor McGregor was sitting in the aisle for an entire half inning talking to him with a microphone. I'm like, that's probably Matt Mervis's dad. He'll be on Parkins and Spiegel at some point this week. Jeffrey Mervis, a proud, proud papa. So good, good stuff at the ballpark. And one of those moments I wanted to make sure I shared with you because uh, they're great when they happen, right? Let's uh, go back to the White Sox, read some of your texts, and share some of your phone calls. Here's one about appendectomies. Spigs, if they caught it early, the appendectomy can be done via endoscopic surgery and patients can be released same day. Let's have good vibes for Eloy. That's a desperate, medically inclined White Sox lady from the 219. Here's another. Not all appendectomies are created equal. I was in the hospital for four days after mine and ordered to stay out of the gym for four weeks. That's the thing. They're not all equal. Depends if your appendix burst, at what point it burst. I went through this with my son who over at Lurie's Children's Hospital, had his appendix burst and had an appendectomy. And there could be a lot of toxic fluids there in your stomach that you got to deal with and recover from, as well as obviously the incisions. And you sometimes cannot do it endoscopically. And if Elo was having pain, then maybe it was one of the bad ones. So that's where we are. Your very best hitter. Now sidelined for four weeks due to an appendectomy. And oh, the snark is out there too. Here's what a tweet I got. Starting to think Eloy just doesn't like playing. That's not fair. Come on, man. I know. Here's another one. So Eloy couldn't find enough ways to find the injured list. Now he had to conjure up a surgery. That is also mean and cynical and ridiculous. Life happens. Poor Eloy, man. I have tremendous sympathy for that dude who came into, into camp in, quote, the best shape of his life and still has gotten injury after injury and then got it going and now an appendectomy. Ron is on the south side on 670 The Score. Hello, Ron. How are you? Good morning, Speeds. A couple of things I'm really looking forward to. I think you were talking about somebody, uh, maybe an article about the changes. But, but Speeds, it, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, that time Eloy comes back, just to – First of all, this team, in order to get out of this hole, they would have to play way over 600 baseball. At, at the best, there's a 500 team, speaking yeah. from last season. So you're, they, they, they won't be out. You need to look and start making some moves. Um, Giolito is probably pitching the best we've seen. Probably not going to bring him back. So just realistically, just to see who um, they can trade. And so you can improve the minor league system. But one other real quick, just regarding the baseball yeah. uh, comments, fascinating about the balanced schedule. That American League East will be playing 24 games less against each other. And it's just amazing when you look at that uh, record. But will you ever get a chance kind of maybe talk about that? It's, 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 it's making a difference, particularly in that American League East. See, they're not beating up on each other. They're beating up on everybody else. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good point, Ron. Like, all five teams in that division are over 500, and maybe they could finish that way because they don't have to play each other and beat each other up. They could play some of the crappier teams, which they are, due to the unbalanced schedule. It's interesting. Yeah, I'll look, I'll look more into that at some point. Um, it is May 7th. 
And White Sox fans are already talking about trading pieces away. Well, it's May 7th, and national baseball writers are already writing about the White Sox trading people away. Bob Nightingale's Sunday column is chock full of stuff here. There's things on Liam Hendricks in there. There's things on all these teams that have started poorly and whether one of them can be last year's Phillies, who were 21 and 29 on June 1st and went to the World Series, or could be uh, two years ago the Braves, who were 52 and 55 on August 1st of 2021 and went on to win the World Series. And he does not seem to believe that the White Sox could necessarily be one of them. Um, Towards the end of Nightingale's column, he starts talking about the Rangers and how they need uh, bullpen help because they're scrambling to find a closer. And he says this, quote, if the Rangers wait, they could pick up veterans Joe Kelly or Kendall Graveman if the White Sox are out of the race by July. And then it gets more specific. This is Bob Nightingale in today's USA Today. The White Sox don't plan to keep starter Lucas Giolito after this season and will make him available at the trade deadline if they are out of the race. The White Sox certainly plan to pick up a $15 million option on closer Liam Hendricks in 2024, considering the buyout is also $15 million. So Liam Hendricks' option probably going to be picked up, and it sounds like he will not be trade bait, but there it is, a flat-out trade bait reference to Lucas Giolito and how the White Sox will not keep him after this year, will make him available at the deadline. Um, I got to say, it is sensible at this point to not keep Lucas Giolito. Good start the other day. I, I've enjoyed the hell out of him on the south side. Um, and at different times, been an incredible story. But you have waited this long, and now he's going to be, be a free agent. And Giolito has struggled to get the high-end velocity back and consistent. And without that, he kind of has had to reinvent himself again. Without that high-end velocity and the carry that is so difficult to get. And we'll see, there may be some institutional changes in terms of sticky baseballs. There's one being tried out in the minors this year, but you can't necessarily bank on that. And he is going to be 29 years old as a free agent. And it's time for him to get paid somewhere, and I understand not doing it if I'm the White Sox. So is that the first guy traded from this thing, signaling the willing step back? We'll see. It could be. That's Bob Nightingale, who, as you know, is connected with the White Sox. This is Mark in South Bend who wants to talk about the Sox. Hello, Mark. Hey, man. Good to chime in with you again. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf needs to be bought out. Someone like Pat Ryan needs to get together with a bunch of investors and make Jerry an offer he can't refuse. His seminar he did was ridiculous. He's been a ridiculous owner, even when he extorted his own fans when interleague play came in in 1997. The first three games against the Cubs, he had had to buy three other tickets to see a White Sox Cub game because he's worried about more Cub fans showing up than White Sox. Well, that's just life, Jerry. If the Cub fans come there, get their tickets, buy them online before White Sox fans, that's called free market. He, he, he was an extortionist. He never apologized. He laughed at Mike North's face when he was asked at the end of the year. Pat Ryan and a group of investors need to make him an offer he can't refuse. And I like your comment two weeks, uh, about two weeks ago on Eloy and Robert. They ought to be used for trade bait. Now, now that Robert's coming, uh, starting to hit better and, and took that advice by his manager, and Eloy's going to be on uh, appendectomy out for maybe four or five weeks. He comes back and shows promise. 
I agree with you. They they should be trade bait, and that's not all. I might might even uh, you know the the White Sox need to make moves. I don't know if Rick Hahn's the guy to do it, but they but uh, as long as Ryan Swarf there, it's fool's gold, Matt Spiegel. Thank you, Mark. Uh, appreciate it. Um, it's tough tough moments for White Sox fans here. Tough times. The owner spoke this week, and if you listen to that, you were like, oh, yeah, that's how he does business. That's the institutional way that he does business. And some of it was sensible. Some of it was incredibly depressing. Some of it was maddening. And uh, now your best hitter is uh, sidelined for four weeks. No fun. I wish there were baseball fun available. Oh, hey, Nick Madrigal's coming up in a matter of moments. See his game winner yesterday? The Cub thing is ridiculously joyful. Cub fans, call a White Sox fan friend. Give them some love. Give them some uh, some of your your joyful enthusiasm. Aren't aren't you grateful for having a team that you can watch that's really fun and headed in the right direction, no matter what they do at the end of this particular season? Aren't, aren't you joyful about it? Aren't you grateful? Share that with a friend. Madrigal joins us next here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel. The big left-hander ready. Madrigal waits and hits a ground ball. Base hit right field. Off the glove of Guriel. One runner's in. Here comes Velasquez scoring. Wild throw to the plate. Down to second goes Madrigal. Cubs lead 3-2. to two. Listen to this crowd. And the 2-1. Ground ball to third. Diving stop. Madrigal gets up and throws him out. Cubs win the ball game. Great play by Madrigal at third. So now your selection of the player of the game looks even better, Ron. Well, for Nicky, you got to feel great for him, right? He gets a big hit in the bottom of the eighth inning. Infield in, two men on, and he shoots on the other way to drive in two huge runs for the Cubs and then makes the play of the game at third base. So... Very nice ball game for Magical, and an even bigger ball game for the Cubs. Welcome to the family, Madrigal. The home of the family, Madrigal. Hey, coming through! I know it sounds a bit fantastical and magical, but I'm part of the family, Madrigal. You guys fell in love with family, Madrigal. So, a few weeks ago, driving to the game with my wife and son... And my son is trying to learn the lineup. We're, you know, he's looking on my phone on the MLB at Bad App. He's trying to learn the lineup. And he's going down the list. And he gets to the uh, the second baseman. I think it was the third baseman that day. And says, Madrigal. And I'm like, what? What? It's because he is a kid of the Pixar generation who has watched all of these movies a million times. And he's not going to sing about Bruno. He knows not to do that, but he will sing about the family Madrigal, and he did the rest of that day. And we realized we need to talk to Nick Madrigal and ask him if, if my son is the only one who pronounces his name incorrectly. Uh, so Nick Madrigal joins us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hello, Nick. Hey, Matt. How's it going? It's good, man. So how often do you get that uh, after the movie has since come out? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, <clears throat> last year. I remember just getting tagged in some stuff on social media and just, yeah, I, a lot of kids like to, uh, you know, joke around at the games and uh, 
it was pretty cool once that movie came out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just something fun we yeah. can uh, joke around about. Yeah, there you go. Well, it helped my kid remember your name. Uh, Encanto <laughs> is, uh, is the movie. And Nick Madrigal is our guest here on 670 The Score. Big hit yesterday, man. That was really fun. Where does that rank in terms of, like, your moments as a Cub to get a hit like that on a sunny Wrigley Saturday in a packed house? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a great feeling. You know, I, I think from start to finish, that game was just, you know, a great win for us. I mean, we had so many guys contribute and just, I mean, it was one of those things. The crowd was into it. It was just a great moment for the whole team, and uh, we definitely felt the energy from the crowd. I mean, that was probably the loudest crowd I felt in a Cubs uniform. You know, the, uh, it seemed like there wasn't an empty seat in the whole stadium. So, um, yeah, overall, just a great day yesterday for us. Third in MLB in batting average are the Cubs. Uh, sixth in OPS. It, it's crazy, man. Fifth in on-base percentage. What is uh, what is happening with this group, and how much of it is uh, is working with the new deal, all the rules uh, as constructed? Yeah, I mean, from top to bottom, I would say our lineup has a little bit of everything. You know, we got guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. We got guys that can work at bats and, uh, you know, different matchups late in the game. Um, you know, our, our roster is, you know, has a lot of depth to it, and I think that's that's what makes us special, you know, and uh, – I mean, it's showing on the field. I think we've got off to a great start. And, uh, I mean, a lot of credit to the hitting coaches and the whole staff. I mean, they've really, you know, kept us prepared for, you know, pitchers that come in late in the game or the starter we're getting ready for. They've done a great job. And, uh, I mean, it just shows the character of this team. You know, each and every guy is pulling for each other out there. And, uh, I mean, we have such a great um, dynamic in the clubhouse. Um, it's really carrying over to on the field. You know, everyone's having so much fun out there, and we're just pulling for one another. I loved seeing Mervis um, watching the – or standing there for the anthem with Dansby Swanson. And then the moment after Mervis gets that big hit on Friday and he walks over towards the dugout and he just stands there and kind of soaks it up, the guy who brings him his hat – or his helmet – or his hat, excuse me, his hat and his glove – is Dansby Swanson. Like, that's, that's the $177 million leader of the, of the team. It's like, it's a very welcoming atmosphere for young guys like Madrigal, or, or excuse me, like Mervis and Amaya right now, isn't it? It, it didn't always used to be that way in baseball. Yeah, I, 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 w- I would agree. You know, that's from the moment we signed, you know, some new faces to all the big guys, Dansby, Bellinger, all these guys. I mean, right when they walked into the clubhouse, I mean, I made it, you know, real easy to get along with, you know, um, from guys like Hosmer and just, they've been very welcoming, you know, and I think that's what makes our team so special, you know, no matter how many years you have in the league to, you know, if you're brand new in the league, you know, you're, you're able to connect with the guys and just talk baseball or even talk off the field, you know, there's, there's no really clicks on the team at all. And um, I, I think that's what makes special teams, you know, is when everyone is just, focus on the game and just pulling for one another. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just making really exciting times for, you know, the new guys, Mervis and Amaya and the, um, those guys. So, um, yeah, it's been great, you know, playing along with everyone. And, hey, Nick, what are some things you've noticed the Cubs do well as an organization? I would say just getting the right guys in the clubhouse, you know. Um, you know, it, it might sound, you know, not that important, but, to re- you know, it, it's easy just to go for – the most talented guys but to form a clubhouse and to form guys that will get along I mean it's not easy to do you know I, I've seen a lot of teams you know over my years and played on a lot of teams where 
we might have the most talent <clears throat> in the clubhouse, but it just doesn't translate to on the field. So, um, you know, I keep talking about it, but I just, you know, the relationships we have in this clubhouse and, um, you know, over a course of a season, I, I, that goes a, a long ways, you know. So I, I think I give them a lot of credit to, you know, forming this team and also the, the right staff and just everyone, um, you know, it's just the vibes are going right now, you know, so I give a lot of credit to them. Yeah, it's interesting, man, because obviously you've been in a, a, a few different teams, well, a couple of them uh, in this town, and I cover both of them. So I've covered your career extensively um, and, and thought about, I'm a huge believer in clubhouse chemistry. It seems like it's something the White Sox haven't had is that connector to maybe connect the some of the a Latin speaking click and an English speaking click. I don't want to simplify it, but but the, but those connecting pieces are vitally important, aren't they? Um, it is. Yeah, I'm not too sure. You know what's you know going <clears throat> going on over there. You know, I know they've had kind of the injury bug over there, and uh, you know, I would say we just have completely different teams you know from you know just the style so yeah I'm not sure what's going on over there but I know that the Cubs have done a great job just uh forming this team and uh yeah like you say you know from the first day of spring training they've been very welcoming and just I mean these veteran guys we have on the team have so much knowledge so it's it's been awesome to have them on the team and just try to soak it all in on a daily basis. All right, I'm not, I, I'm not going to for I'm not going to pin you down and make you talk about 2021 White Sox clubhouse chemistry. I'm not going to do that, Nick. You're <laughs> you're you're in a good moment and the, the team is rolling. So let's stay here. Um, are the are the Cubs perceived as progressive as an organization in terms of like how they talk about hitting and stuff like that? You got friends, you got teammates, you got you know uh, pals. Uh, does does the league feel that way about the Cubs? Yeah, I mean, I would say I, I think, um, you know, I think originally, you know, from the start of the season, you know, we, you know, we have a lot of talent in the lineup. I think we've kind of, I would say from, you know, our perspective, maybe shocking some people, I, you know, I, I know on paper, like you just riddled off those stats, you know, I didn't know that we were at the top of the league in a lot of those categories, you know, I, um, I know we've been, you know, playing some great baseball. I also know some games we've hit some balls right on the screw, just right at guys, you know, so, um, Overall, I think each and every day, you know, we've had some great at-bats. You know, not too often guys give it away at-bats in this lineups, and I think that's what makes it special, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, our our, uh, our staff really preaches just focusing on the game plan, you know, staying in the zones and just, you know, trusting each and every guy in the lineup and just grinding out a bat Hey, Nick, is it true you were roommates with Stephen Kwan at Oregon, at Oregon State? I was, yeah, I was. We were roommates for the three years I was there. So uh, amazing. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he, he's killing in the league right now. I couldn't be happier for him. Um, yeah, just to see him, you know, develop over the years and how much work he's put into his swing and to become the player he is. Um, you know, he, he's someone I'm rooting on on a daily basis from afar. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and my line has been, man, can you imagine how much contact was taking place in that dorm room? Man, can you imagine that? Because <laughs> you guys, you guys are both contact guys, like high contact rate guys. It's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy to have two uh two of the two of the, two of the, the best contact guys in in the league be roommates. I mean, did you did you talk about that stuff? Did you talk about swing path as you're lying there in beds next to each other? <laughs> and we didn't know we didn't. It, <laughs> it is kind of funny, you know, looking back on it. Um, even you know, my time at Oregon State, we had so much talent on that roster. Um, the three years I was there, I mean, there's 
a number of guys from Trevor Lawrence to Adley Rutschman to Drew Rasmussen. I mean, there's so many guys in the league right now. And looking back on those years, it was just such a special time. That's crazy. Um, Nick Madrigal, you and Seiya Suzuki have the same agent. Um, is it true that Seiya talked to you before signing with the Cubs? We did, yeah. We, you know, we had some uh, communication a little bit through our agent and, uh, you know, when he was going through the whole recruiting process of, you know, picking a team and, you know, I, I, I tried everything I could to get him in a Cubs uniform. You know, I, you know, I think some people saw I drew a picture and just wanted to, you know, I knew how I, I watched his videos on YouTube and how talented of a player he was. So, um, you know, I wanted everyone we could possibly get in a Cubs uniform. So sure. I, I don't know if my recruiting process helped or not, but uh, I don't think it hurt. <laughs> it so, ended up working out in the end. So yeah, there you go. Kind of funny. So three-way call with you two and Otani this offseason, right? <laughs> it, it didn't play out exactly that. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'll have to try to think of some new stuff for this offseason. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll yes, see you will. once we get there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the guy you were traded with, Cody Hoyer. At Iowa last night, I, I don't know if you heard about this. He threw 19 pitches. He uh, threw 99.9 miles per hour, five fastballs at 98.9 or higher. Looks like Cody Hoyer very close to being able to help you guys. That'd be cool. My gosh, yeah. I have uh, I shot him a text actually a couple of days ago just, you know, letting him know, you know, we're all excited for him coming back and just, yeah, he, he's someone that I've all got along with so well, even when I was with the White Sox. He, he's such a big arm and just a great guy on and off the field. And uh, he, he will be nice to, you know, play behind on defense, seeing him, you know, running up the radar gun. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for him. Well, there it was, the Nick Madrigal game yesterday. You end the game on a diving, uh, a diving play and have the two-run single to win it. So congrats uh, and enjoy, Nick. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. You got it. That's Nick Madrigal from the Cubs. And I will not pin him down and make him talk about 2021 White Sox team chemistry. But I, I'm going to try off the air. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> because how, how do you not, you know? Um, all right. Cody Hoyer added in to an intriguing bullpen possibility uh, for these Cubs. Also, the White Sox closer of the past and maybe the very near future in action on Friday night. We'll talk about that. And sadly, a baseball obituary we have to do. A guy who was on this show, I want to say this two years ago, three years ago. God, I had such a it good conversation. Like 2021. Was it 2021? It's such a good conversation with him. Sad to see that he has left us. We'll talk about him when we come back as well. And the phone lines are going to be open all hour. We are guest-free for the next hour and want to hear from you on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.